What up? Awesome, What's going on? Uh, busy, but I'm glad we can get this in. Oh, me too, bro, because I have been absolutely buzzing all day yeah. off this victory, man. Me too. I, I don't think there's any other way to put it. I'm feeling I, good. I, I caught myself singing on my way into work this morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, what, it. A, what, a day, what a day yesterday was. What was a great. day. Yeah. Um, so we're going to go over some of the the highs and the lows and the heart attacks and all the stuff. Um, we'll, we should address some of the key points of the match, and then we shouldn't – let's not waste too much time. We'll get right into those play ratings because that sure. could be a pretty fun way to break down the game. Yep, absolutely. Um, so just a, a couple of – I think the, the kind of big overarching moments that we – kind of need to touch on before we get into the nitty-gritty of the player ratings are obviously Christian Pulisic's goal as that was pretty influential in the match um and then I Decent think moment. one or two other moments that would be interesting to talk about are Tim Weah's disallowed goal f- for offside uh as well as whatever moment from the second half made your heart jump into your throat the most <laughs> um well we can start with the goal yeah. man uh well, what do you think um, it was a very well-worked team goal. I mean, I think it was coming um, because we were really on the front foot. We were all over them um, beforehand. We had a lot of chances. Um, I know Tim Way had a really clear opportunity that he took too quickly and maybe didn't expect it to come. Um, but the goal was nice. Uh, McKinney was – I think he struggled a bit in the first half to get into the game, but um, he picked out a delicious ball um, over the top. Great run by Dest, who I think had a very good bounce-back performance. Um and he got the header right, right across the box. Always going to be dangerous. We just need someone to be on that. Um, and Pulisic did the, did his job. I mean, he he went through with it. He finished it. And he put his body literally on the line. So, yeah, very well worked team goal. So inspirational from Captain America. Yeah. Oh, I love that guy. Give him a purple heart. <laughs> literally put his body on the line. Put his future kids on the line. No kidding. For national pride. And the whole nation went crazy. Oh, my gosh. I've just been seeing this everywhere. People love it. People love it here. Even in the States, people love it when the team makes a World Cup run. Oh, yeah. And we're enjoying all the the positive aspects of that now, which which has been pretty damn delightful. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess one or two other other things that would be interesting to discuss, because I I also – I love the goal. I thought McKinney's ball was great. Dest does well to head the ball back. I liked that the move started with Matt Turner all the yep. way back at keeper. Um, Did I, I just thought I didn't even the, notice that the whole thing was really fluid from the team, yeah, uh, and that made me happy. It was fun to watch. Uh, it was kind of the one piece of play that we've had since Greg became manager that looks like what Greg says he wants the team to play like. Yeah, right. Um, which is pretty neat. It was pretty fun. Um. I'm not, I want to say it now, not convinced by Burr ball. I'm thrilled with the job he's doing right now because <laughs> we are through. Yeah. That is awesome. But we did not get through in any sort of stylish fashion. No, we did not. We've impressed. We I think, I honestly think, and this is kind of interesting, and I'm sure this is through an American lens to a degree, but I honestly think we are one of the teams that people are talking about the most around this World Cup. Um, a team that probably wasn't expected to, you know, look quite as strong as we have in some of our matches. Yeah, I mean, as a as a a uh, big market 
nation. I think that's part of it. Um, people talking with us. And I mean, there's always going to be a lot of buzz around the United States because of that. Um, and yeah, I think, I think people have been very impressed um, with us. And I think this kind of happens every world's cup and people always forget. Uh, Cause we really usually make it out of the group and surprise people in doing so. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's a lot to be, um, there's a lot more to, uh, of a ways to go. Um, cause I think we could be playing even better than we're playing. Cause defensively, I think we've been fantastic. Um, as much as I criticize Walker Zimmerman, maybe the sub sub of Shaq Moore, all that, um, overall defensively, it's been phenomenal. And, and I got to give, uh, Greg some credit for that. We, um, we've only conceded one goal. Right. But the problem is, we, right. And the problem is that we've only scored two and we've had the true. ability to score a lot more. Um, and it can go back again to not having a nine or um, or Greg's tactics, whatever. Um, I think there's other ways we can go about um, getting chances and, and scoring goals. Um, but there's a lot of potential in this team, and it's exciting. And one thing you just mentioned about um, the, the first goal, I didn't know actually that it came from Matt Turner. Um, but interestingly enough, I did notice that Wea's goal um, that was offside, which you could get into, did come as well from Matt, from Matt Turner. And that was more direct. It was straight ball to McKinney, straight ball in behind, and that was it. And he scored, unfortunately, yeah. offside. But, um, yeah. Matt so, Turner with the MLS assist. His Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, his distribution was phenomenal yesterday and just um, everything, his command and his shot stopping, everything – was there even though he didn't have too much to do in, in the in the shot department, but yeah, no, I, I would agree with you. I think um Matt Turner is somebody who I, I've been considering um putting in a list that I was gonna kind of spring on you in a later podcast, but I think I should warn you now so that everybody can start <laughs> thinking about it as well. Um who are the five best American men's players alive right now? And we don't have to discuss that at the moment because I wanted do that in like a later segment possibly okay. uh, like world cup review whenever we get knocked out mm-hmm. um but i think matt turner is going to make my list um interesting and that's all i'll say um but he was absolutely phenomenal he's been absolutely phenomenal this this whole world cup yeah he, there have been i personally feel there have not been a whole lot of many moments when he's really been called on mm-hmm. but he's looked strong in every single one of them yeah um absolutely it's funny my roommate um just saw the the clip of him like from the not top 10 back when he was at fairfield oh yeah um for the first time on youtube the other day and he said it was making him panic the whole second half (laughs) he saw before the game damn yeah he saw it before the game not a great (laughs) time to watch a clip like that yeah Um, but yeah no i just i just found that hilarious and and it's it's Mm -hmm. incredible i know you know pretty much every media outlet under the sun has said this so far but it is incredible to see how far that guy oh yeah Absolutely. He is truly a remarkable human story. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Incredible. Um, since we're talking about Matt Turner, I feel like now is a, as good a time as any to start the uh, player ratings and just ask okay. you, what would you give Matt Turner for the match yesterday? I would give him – did he make any saves? He might not have made any saves. Um, but, he. I mean, he was so good otherwise, his command, as I just he, mentioned. He had no saves. He had no saves. But – uh, I mean, part of that was just leading the back line so well. So I'm going to give him an eight just because I can't give him a nine if he, if he didn't make any saves. Eight's good with me. Yeah, I was going to say a seven, but I, I, you know, 
I think that's kind of in the same ballpark of things. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. agree with you. I think I, I think he was he was really solid. Considering both goals, including <laughs> the offside one, came straight from him. Um, with the distribution there, I think he's deserving of an eight. I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. Um, we're going to do subs at the end. There's one sub mm-hmm. that we're going to do with, with the rest of the starters because he came on pretty much at halftime. But mm-hmm. uh, this when I get to right back, I'm thinking well, we'll talk about Shaq Moore, Hadi Wright, and at the end. Yeah. Uh, and possibly Kellen Acosta as well. But yeah. Um, Serginho Des, what would you give him? I will give him – I'm going to give him a nine, honestly. I think this was by far his best performance, not just from the assist. I think he was much more confident um, on the ball. Uh, he defended better. But, again, going forward, I think he was a lot better. Um, he, he was one of the one of the struggling ones, one of the, the question marks there. Um, there are questions of potentially replacing him in the 11. Uh, and I think, I think he had a really good bounce-back performance. Uh, yeah, I – I mean, I, I think a nine is probably a little more than I would be willing to give him. I am going to say eight. I don't want to sound like the guy who just goes one lower than you. These are <laughs> the numbers I've actually been thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I was really, really impressed with Serginio Dest. I, I'm impressed with him every single time he steps on the field. Mm-hmm. I feel like even in matches like the one against England where people were, like, not so thrilled with his performance, um, I still thought that he played phenomenally. He always brings positive intent to the team. Yeah. Um, I actually don't feel like I've ever seen him play poorly. Um, and I don't know if that's just me enjoying how energetic and, and positive <laughs> and, you know, perspective he is possibly. But um, I, I, I just really feel like every time I watch Serginio Des play, I, I am excited by what he's doing. I think it's the flair. Just the fact that he's just so different from your your prototypical American. I mean, he looks like one of those – La Masia, Barcelona, uh, kids with flair, and and that just makes that's just so exciting to see in this new generation. But I did think he struggled against against England and against a little bit against Wales. Um, but I do think he really bounced back. He I was expecting one of those Costa Rica goals out of him. Could yeah, have been a lot. Certainly could have been, man. He was amazing. Um, all right, CCV, a guy you've been calling for. Oh yeah, finally gets the start and. I, I would not hesitate to say he did not disappoint. What are you giving him? He didn't disappoint at all. Um, I'm. I think it was a lot more solid throughout um, until the end. Uh, so I think his partnership with Reem is really good. I'm going to give him a um, seven point five because I don't think he had as much to do um, until towards the end. Seven point five. Yeah, I think that's fair. I would. I didn't know we were doing halves. I'm going to stick with my <laughs> number of seven. Okay. Um, I think he was, he was good. He was really solid back. Um, I do feel like the style of, of, you know, I'm going to call it soccer now. Um, soccer that we played um, is, you know, it made the center backs jobs pretty easy. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I don't really feel like I want to give him an eight, but I think, I thought he did a really good job. He slotted in well for Walker Zimmerman. And um, I think the best credit that I can give him is that it was his first game and I didn't really notice any difference in the defense. Yeah. So that's, I mean, you know, there were, we did see a couple moments early in the game where Tyler Adams was kind of yelling at him, uh, but he came around quickly and I always pleased with how he played. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. If, if we're not going halves, then I'll go down to a seven. 
Uh, we could do halves, man. Uh, okay, seven and a half. Seven and a half. There you go. <laughs> I'm not trying to get any like eight point threes though. Give me a break with that. Um, uh, eight point two five. Eight point two seven six. What the heck are you talking no, about? No, we do quarters. Oh, <laughs> All right, Tim Ream. Um, nine. I think he was phenomenal again. As he, I mean, as he has been this whole World Cup, it's really an amazing story for him as well. Just the fact that I, I was never a fan of his before. I, I don't think until this season, I never thought he was anywhere near worth worthy of playing playing in the national team again. I think he was poor for the United States, um, and I never, I never liked his performances for Fulham either. But this series really turned it around. Um, and at the World Cup, he's been clearly our best defender. He's been pretty much carrying the back line. So I'm going to give him nine. Yeah, I think eight is fair. Um, I, I, I'm i always one behind you. Jeez. Um, no, I, I thought – Are you being or are you being too straight? I, I mean, I think this is why we have halves. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say Tim Ream, excellent, excellent defender. I just – for the same reason that I gave CCB a hard seven, I'm going to give him mm-hmm. a hard seven. Yeah, he's just they, there was just not enough difficulty in their job for me to say like, oh, my God, it was nine or ten. Right. I didn't really see that from them. Mm-hmm. I, they were they were incredibly stout defensively when called upon. They did exactly what they needed to. I was really impressed, pleased and pretty comfortable watching them at the back, which is a huge compliment given how poor our defensive situation has been for most of qualifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes me really sad that Tim Ream is, you know, 35 years old and definitely will not play in the next World Cup. Yeah, right. But, I mean, it also is – Hey, Pepe started for Portugal. Right. And, uh, you know, we'll find people who can defend. I know that about us. Um, So, yeah, Tim Ream, eight, great performance, great player. This is his moment. This is is his year. You know what I mean? This is his golden opportunity to make a run with the team and he looks like a man who fully wants to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Moving on to Anthony Robinson, another player I was really impressed with. Um, I'm going to flip the script on you and give you my number first this time. Good. Yeah. I was going to, I, I think he deserves an eight. I, I think he played really, really well. Um, he created well. He looked menacing. Um, I, I think one of the things that annoys me about Robinson sometimes is that I, whether it's, you know, part of the tactics or it's just part of how he plays, he likes to drift all the way up to like essentially where the left wing would usually stand and just stay there for a minute or two and just hang out and just see if he can find <laughs> something, which, you know, ends often in him creating some pretty exciting offense, but uh, grinds my gears a little bit as somebody who gets worried about those defensive holes. Yeah. Um, However, I, I think this game called for that. That was what we needed out of this match. And he, he played his game really well. He created. Uh, he was involved in a lot of good passing and, and build-up play. And, yeah, I was really – I think he you know he tried to play crosses into the box when he got a chance. They, a lot of them got blocked because Iran just had so many people back. But, no, I was, I was pleased with Anthony Robinson. I'd give him an eight. Um, so, I'm – I mean, the flip – the – the uh, flip of the switch is going to be interesting here because I'm also going to uh, flip you here and um, give Robinson a actually lower performance, uh, lower rating. I'm sorry. I just had a brain fog. Um, I'm going to give him a six. I thought he was actually disappointing. Um, I think, I think this was his worst performance and not that he was just poor all throughout. Um, I think he, his, interestingly enough, one thing I noticed this game, 
um, is his first touch is better than like his fourth touch. He will take his fourth touch. Like he'll make, he'll make a run and then just like, uh, I mean, basically overrun it where he'll just, he'll just, I mean, make, make a darting run down the line and go way too far, probably dribble it out of play or just like right into a defender. His fourth touch is just, uh, it, it goes so, f- it's a Lukaku first touch. I mean, uh, it's, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think he was at his best. Um, he, uh, towards the beginning of the game, he had a lot of, a lot of the ball on his side and he was sending a lot of balls in. Um, and, and so I was a little impressed with him at first, but then he was just losing the ball a lot, I think. Um, and defensively, he was fine, um, but I don't think he nothing notable, at least to me. Um, so I just think on the ball, it, it it was a little disappointing for me, to be honest. So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have to disagree with you and give him a six. Interesting. Fair I, enough. I love him though, and he should make a move to a big club. <laughs> I'm sure work, he will work on that fourth touch, and you're good. I think he I think he is one of the. U.S. players who I could see moving in January. Mm-hmm. I think he and McKinney are probably primed for January moves, and p- perhaps the man who we're about to speak about next, because he has been playing like an absolute man possessed this whole tournament. Oh yeah, Eunice Musa. Yeah, um, you want to go or me? Spectacular. Yeah, I'll go just because I'm on the ball now. Yep. Eunice Musa, uh, he just looks so dangerous every time he gets the ball. You know, um, he makes good passes. He dribbles the ball well. Um, he drops back and helps the defense, you know, picking up easy passes, covering the holes in the defense. Um, this midfield has been run really fluidly, and they've all worked together with, with a really pleasing amount of synergy. And I think that is in large part due to the insane maturity of this now 20-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Yunus Musa is a spectacular athlete, really uh, calm presence in the midfield, especially for someone who up until yesterday was 19 years old. Yeah. Um, I'm really pleased with him. And I think he is going to be my 10 and my man of the match for the day. Hmm. 10. Okay. Uh, 9.5. Um... 9.5. This is why we have <laughs> 9.5. I'm going to give him a 9.5. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I thought he was great. I, I'm, I've been eating my words every match. Um, my words from before. I mean, obviously I've been, as I say, pretty much every time we talk that, that I've been vocal about uh, being critical of him. Um, I think he's been fantastic this World Cup. I really do. Um, I'm, I'm going to give him a nine, probably my man of the match as well. Uh, he, he was everywhere. I mean, he was winning balls, and he was a really good box-to-box guy. He's still making some great runs and um, playing some great balls in behind. Um, he did it all. My one thing that I – that I did say before and I still stand by and do believe I'm right about. It's interesting. When he's in the midfield, he's prime Iniesta. But in the final third, something I don't know, something happens where he just seems to lose um lose his touch, lose his uh his confidence. I don't really know what it is, but I I feel like whenever he gets in the final third, he'll um you know the the, the ball he plays in won't won't connect or or the shot might be may be a little skewed, at least for the United States. Um, I think that's just one thing to work on, but he's very young. I mean, he, I mean, he played that match yesterday on his 20th birthday. He's just turned 20. Um, he's got a hell of a future ahead of him. Um, he's going to make, definitely make it a big move. Um, not sure how big that'll be, but I think he'll be away from Valencia, maybe this January, maybe this summer. Uh, but 
overall, very good performance. Really commanded that midfield very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, nah, I, I, the, the only thing I was going to say was um, when you said that, you know, he struggles in the final third. I was like, yeah, but you could say that about a lot of 19 year olds. And then oh, yeah. you acknowledge his age. I completely agree. I think that if he, as he matures into his role in the team, both at the club level and on the international stage, um, the finishing will come. Mm-hmm. The reps are, are going to be there. Yeah, I think I think my concerns were four accurate. years younger than I am. What? It's because almost four years younger than me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, I think I think the uh, concerns I was talking about I feel were accurate because that was mostly what I was talking about before. Where in the final third he seems to struggle. Um, but what I will eat my words about is the fact that I was saying that he should not be starting and should be a fringe squad player. Um, and, and clearly I'm wrong about that because even, even with struggles in the final third, he doesn't need to be the one go- scoring the goals. He's, um, he deserves to be in this 11. Absolutely. He really does. Mm. I think he is, he is much more than papered over the whole, the holes left by Weston McKinney's injury issues yep. in the world cup mm-hmm. um, because he's been when, when he's on, but there've been lots of moments when he's not. And Moose has been, been, you know, filling that void unbelievably well um let, let's talk about that guy next then Weston McKinney what would you give him for yesterday um I thought so so he was another player um who I thought was I think he struggled um at the beginning uh he he just struggled to get into the game I was mentioning a few times with, with the people I was watching I was like he's he's looking a lot more like his Wales performance than the England one um and he just seemed to not have as much control over the midfield and over the ball. Um, but he really picked it up. I mean, both both goals were from his balls and behind. Incredible vision on the first and the second. Perfectly weighted balls on either one. Um, he really controlled it. He really controlled uh, the ball in the midfield after that. Uh, so I'm going to give him an eight. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to give him a six and a half. Um, I thought he was good. I did think it took him into the game, which is what is responsible for bringing that rating down so much. And he came off early. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think that he's been nagged by this injury. Uh, and I'm glad that he's been able to play through enough to get us through the group stage. Mm -hmm. But now I'm concerned. Yeah. You know, in this next round, when we need him on the pitch, if it goes to extra time, he's not going to be able sure. to do that. And that makes me wonder about shuffling the starting lineup with an eye to the second half being a good time to bring him on. Well, um, yeah. That, that's kind of a, a preview for U.S. versus Netherlands type mm-hmm. of discussion. But um, I, I, that's, that's my kind of one note of concern with McKenney is um, I felt like it took him a while to grow into the game and he did come off early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Those are the reasons. But I thought that in the like 35 to 40 minutes when he was really on, he was on and he did give mm-hmm. probably a, an eight performance. Yeah. I think just, just to mention on that, um, that's where our, our depth pieces can come into play. I think that's mm-hmm. where hopefully Reyna, and definitely Aronson um, can fill the role because I think whether it's McKinney starts and then goes off or one of those players start and McKinney comes on, 
uh, I think those are definitely viable uh, options as well. So I wouldn't be too concerned as long as there aren't any more injuries, I guess. Yeah, no, I would agree with that statement. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, I, I do believe that, that the, the, the smart decision there would be to start Reyna instead of McKenney and start Aronson instead of Pulisic. And mm-hmm. since they both kind of had these knocks here, even if Pulisic's healthy, start him on the bench. Just start Aronson for the game. Start him on the left wing. And we know he likes to play midfield, but he, he is more than capable of playing wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just see what happens. Because I don't feel like you're really downgrading the quality all that much with those two players. It's true. If at all. Uh, they're both electrifying. Right? And, and then in the second half, you can bring Pulisic and McKenney on. And then if you go to extra time or the mm-hmm. game turns into a slog, you've got your two guys who are your, your absolute ballers fresh and ready to play that right. game. Right. And I don't I think, think we've really me. seen Pulisic come off the bench. No, in, in, in an American kit. I mean, obviously we have for Chelsea, and it doesn't doesn't have much success. But it's a lot different for the U.S., where he has all the confidence and everybody behind him. Um, yeah, I mean, he would become the focal point of that offense. I think that could be very dangerous when he has fresh legs in the seventieth minute, sixty fifth minute. Because he runs like he has fresh legs the whole game once he starts. Right. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Okay, cool. Let's do Tyler Adams. We talk to the forwards. Yeah. Um, Tyler Adams. What can we say that hasn't already been said? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's raving, you know, absolutely waxing lyrical about this kid. Um, I I don't know what else to say that I haven't said on previous pods. He turned in another stellar captain's performance in the midfield. He was solid. He was dependable. He was everywhere we needed him to be. He did pick up a yellow card, but they reset after group stages, so no worries there. Um, yeah, no, I was thrilled. I love Tyler. He played great. 8.5, disappointing. I only expect 10s out of him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, should um, say, I should say number nine. I can uh, you said nine? Yeah, I said nine. Yeah, I give him an 8.5. Um, no, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I think he was uh, – phenomenal again i mean he's been our best player at the world's cup and he's I, I mean you mentioned before that this team is is one that people are one of the, the more talked about teams around the world's cup i think this player is one of the most talked about players everyone is is really getting on his back people are calling him a new conte and not just americans um everybody he's really starting to to turn heads um, and he's definitely gonna be one that that's i, I don't think he's gonna make a big move in january um because he's just signed for Leeds. he's probably do a job for leads and keep them up. Um, but I could definitely see next summer uh, him making the big move. And he's a massive piece to, to this Netherlands game. And I don't know if we're going to, we're going to do a, a uh, Netherlands preview, but I think um, this, this midfield and especially Tyler Adams is going to be the, the midfield battle is going to be incredibly interesting. I'm really excited to see it because obviously Netherlands have a very dangerous uh, midfield and uh, De Jong and I mean, many others as Davy Klassen, obviously you have the forwards and Gakpo, uh, Depay, but I think, I think Tyler Adams can, can live up to it. I think he can really um, compete And this midfield has been winning all of the duels in all three matches, including against England. So I am really excited. I think Tyler Adams will be the key to, getting us through this game. I would agree with you 100%. Tyler Adams is is the man. I I said it in an interview last Friday 
Tyler Adams is the best American player. Alive. I'm still trying to find those interviews. We'll we're post gonna, them. We're on gonna the locate them, and when we do, them. we're gonna post some links on the Instagram. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I um, I can't find them. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm trying. I'm trying. This guy I, must I, not I want up on their story, to. and they haven't responded. What? Uh, this guy must not want his videos to be seen. He did no promo. Oh, no. He just interviewed us and dip. We don't want to um, see a bunch of drunk fans. <laughs> that was a good time. Oh man. Okay. Um. Yeah, no, that's all I had to say. Tyler Adams, the man, he's going to be crucial in this next game. If mm-hmm. I were a neutral, I would be drooling over watching the American midfield go up against the yep. But, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, so I'm sweating. Uh, I have a quote, and this quote is going to lead us into the attacker ratings. Uh, Carlos Quiros said before the game, the USA is a team full of Ferraris. How do you stop Ferraris? You close down the highways. Interesting. Um, and I think I think we saw that in the first half, especially. Um, and the man that cracked that deadlock—we've already talked about him. He used his dick to score the biggest goal in American history. Um, you know what's so I'm... funny about that? He's literally the second coming of Clint Dempsey. You remember when Clint Dempsey scored with his dick uh, against Portugal to send no. us through in 2014? Oh, he also man. did like. It's it's just it's written in the stars. It's written in the I stars just, and stripes. I just never thought I'd see the day when Kylian Mbappe would be the second most talented player to score with his dick at the World Cup. <laughs> Did he as um, well? Yeah, he's also yeah. scored with, with with his uh, <laughs> with his unit this World Cup. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. A good time. Um, but yeah, Pulisic was great. Uh, he came off at half, which is going to impact my rating. But the goal is also going to impact it massively, and I'm going to give him an eight. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, I think – I mean, he scored the goal. He was lively. He he really took it to him. I mean, from from the first minute, I, I he, he seemed to be on the ball a lot, and we seemed to be um, on the front foot. So, I mean, take no credit away from him for it, so I'll give him an eight. I may be uh, yeah, maybe too, too nice with these ratings. I don't know. Uh, no need to get harsher, bro. Um, we're celebrating victory. Uh, oh, okay. And then this is where I, the part where I wanted to mention Brendan Aronson. Since he did come on at half for Pulisic, mm-hmm. I feel like we should talk about Pulisic's right. replacement now as well. Absolutely. I thought Aronson pr- turned in a solid performance. Um, there wasn't a whole lot to discuss on his end because the second half, there wasn't a whole lot of you know creating and forward movement for him to do. Our team kind of... <laughs> you know, sat back with the, we parked the bus, the airplane, and, you know, everything in between. We were parking planes, trains, and automobiles in those last 15 minutes, especially. But um, I, I think Brendan Aronson earned a seven. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to give Brendan Aronson a seven for pretty much the same reason you said. Uh, I think he, when he came on, there wasn't much he could do because yeah we we really changed the game plan and i didn't like that and i'm going to talk about that um when we go into a couple other players um i i didn't like when we did that but he was really the only one um basically countering and doing anything with the ball trying to bring the ball forward again i would like to see reina but that's you know another story uh he did well but again there wasn't too much to do so yeah seven is fine maybe a 6.5 yeah, that's pro- that. Yeah, six point five or seven seems pretty fair. All right, we've got two more starters to get through. We are droning on a little bit mm-hmm. at this point. 
Um, but luckily, these two guys didn't give us all that much to talk about besides Tim a little bit, but we already discussed that. Josh Sargent. Um, Six for me. Yeah. Six for me. He, he, he did his job, but nothing more. And it wasn't entirely convincing the whole time. I disagree. Uh, oh, you're still gone? Yeah, I think. You disagree with me, and I'm very curious to hear what you have to say. I'm just okay. going to say my sweeping statement before before yeah, we go for it. to do that. Um, I would rather see Jesus Ferreira than okay. him start the next game. Well, I think you're going to be uh, you're going to get your wish because it looks like Sargent may have a serious injury, which is pretty worrying. Um, this is a good point. That was a scary fall, um, but I thought he did well. I did. Um, I think. I think there was a reason that he went that he came back into the lineup after the first match. I expected Ferrer actually to get a chance, but he just as he had done on the first goal on the goal against Wales, um, he I thought his hold up play throughout the match was or throughout the first half at least was um, pretty immaculate to be honest. I, I think that's the one thing that is different that I think he's giving us because I don't think any of the, the, the nines we have right now are giving us goals really. Um, and I thought his hold up play in the first half was very good. Um, and he got into the right areas and that gave us chances. Um, we didn't score on any of those, but I thought he, his presence uh, made us a little more threatening. So I'm going to give him a 7.5. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> Tim Weah, the last starter that we have to discuss. Um, I thought he played well. Um, he was unlucky to have that goal disallowed. I am not sure I'm entirely convinced that it, he was actually offside. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to give him a seven and a half. I actually wasn't as, as impressed with him. I, I he, he had a nice finish, to be fair. It was very similar to the Wales one. Weirdly enough, he like went with the outside of his right foot. Um, it was a great finish, to be fair. Great run as well. He got a lot of chances, which I won't take credit away from f- him for, but he, he, he really, uh, I don't know, his finishing wasn't there, and I don't think he was making the right decisions sometimes. There's the one ball that popped up. Um, to him where he would have been just in alone if he had taken it down with his chest and just had a go. Um, but he decided to head it, went straight at the keeper, not threatening at all. There's another one he skied. I think there were quite a few chances. And a lot of the time, I think he gave the ball away in dangerous areas. Um, so, again, I think he's he's been a very important piece for us, but I, I'm going to give him a 6.5. All right, well, there you go. Um, we've already discussed Brendan Aronson. I think we're kind of settled on big sub discussions. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give you a moment to vent later on. Let's discuss <laughs> Haji Wright and Walker Zimmerman. And then I'm going to – and maybe Kellen Costa. We'll see. Uh, and then I'm going to give you a, a full 30 seconds to rant about Shaq Moore. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I want, I want strictly numbers for these next three guys. Just, just yeah. numbers. No, I got a lot to say about Acosta, but... Um, all right, go, go, talk about Kellen, then. All right, this is going to be brief, but I, I think this is what I was going to say from before, where I think the uh, substitution, when we subbed on Acosta, I think it gave us some... Um, I think that's what made us so defensive when we didn't really need to be, because we shouldn't have been going for the 1-0 win. We should have been up 3-0 at half, and we weren't taking that. Um, and we should have gone into the second half with the same mentality, trying to score another to really put it out of reach. 
Um, and, and I think that substitution of Acosta uh, bringing off McKinney for that made us so defensive and then it's made us start to pack in when they weren't even really having chances in the first place. There was no reason for us to do that, I don't think. That gave them a lot of the ball. And then we, and then I lost two years of my life, you know, with a few heart attacks along the way. Um, So not his fault, Greg's fault, in my opinion, but I'll give him a six because I don't think he did anything wrong or well. Um, Do you want to, do you want to say it or do you want me to just go through the players? MLS mandate. Um, True. How'd you write? You want me to just go through it? How'd you write? Uh, yeah, well, what do you think for how'd you write, bro? And I'll then I'll say five. mine. I'll give him a five. I, I'd, I'd give him even lower if I, I think he um, he didn't – if he didn't make a few nice counters at least and, and relieve pressure, but he was poor in my opinion overall. Yeah, uninspiring. I'll, I'll give him a five and a half. Yeah, um, didn't hold up the ball well. He missed a, a, a decent chance where he like kind of no, – I agree with you. I'm giving Kellen Acosta a five as well. Okay. Walker um, Zimmerman. Walker Zimmerman. Again, another sub I didn't really like because I don't think there was any need to go to the back three. Again, we weren't really conceding many chances, so I feel like we should have just stuck with it. Um, even bring on another center back for an attacker. I don't think it necessarily makes us more stable defensively. Uh, it might just kind of confuse it. And I think that's kind of what it did. Um, Zimmerman, I mean, he wasn't bad, but he missed, he whiffed on a ball right when he came in. Maybe it's my MLS bias showing, but he did make a good, a big clearance. So respect to him there. I, I'll give him a six again. That was a journey right there. Um, <laughs> Roller coaster emotions. I'm going to give him like a seven. I thought he did his job when he came on. I don't know that I was thrilled with the assignment he was given, but I thought he did his job when he came on. That's fair. Um, okay, cool. Josh, I'm starting. You have exactly 30 seconds. <laughs> and I need exactly oh, 30 seconds to vent about Shaq Moore. Oh, and man. then this podcast is going to end after I give him a four. Begin <laughs> now. It's schoolboy defending. I think he I, – I, he, he just seems so unconfident, to be honest. Um, I don't understand how he's uh, played more than Gio Reyna. Um, I understand it should be a defensive change, but he he has been giving the ball away so much. Um, and he, he was two for seven on passes yesterday. Uh, that right there is poor. Um, he shouldn't have been on the pitch in the first place. Uh, and he made some bonehead, boneheaded decision, like like one one play where he, where the ball was going to go out, was going to go out for a corner and or a goal kick, and he he gave it a throw. It's just, I don't know, everything. He's a moron. Bro. I don't have much. To he say. is a moron. I, do, I was moron. very pissed when he did that. <laughs> He's our fourth right back. He, there shouldn't be four right backs on the roster, but there is, and he's playing, and I don't get it. Um, give Scally a chance if you're going to take off Dest. Or give Yedlin a chance again. So much better than Moore. I'm sorry, Moore. I apologize. It, Shaq Moore, if you ever hear this podcast, we're still fans of yours. We just don't think you're good enough. Um, Cap. I'm not. I, Josh <laughs> is a fan. I'm not. Um, <laughs> nah, uh, I think that's all we got. Uh, a little Shaq Moore slander. Is I'll, give him, I'll give him a three. Fans. Uh, yeah, I'll go four. Shaq Moore, I'm still a fan. Uh, you know, hit me up if you want to do an interview. Uh, you know, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, um, cool. Thanks, Josh. This was uh, Thank I'm glad you. I got a chance to chat about the game. Yep. Um, this was fun, and I'll talk to you again probably this week, tomorrow or Friday, next few days. Yep, for sure. All right, later, mate. Later.